How are you? Good. How are you? What's up, man? It's a pleasure. How are you? Doing well. Nice you? Nice to meet you. Yeah, great I'm doing to meet great. you. What's going on, Alex? Alex, nice to meet you. how are you? Pleasure. Recognize all you guys. Recognize you. D Rock. Good to meet you. Thank you. Good to meet you. How's it going, guys? Really well, man. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what's up. Um, you know, I just wanted to first. I just wanted to be able to get down and meet you face to face. Where do you live? I live in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Great. Yeah, and I wanted to establish to whatever extent seems natural and organic a relationship because I'm doing a lot in my little small world called lacrosse. Yep. But I have been just like adamant and growing and through the internet now in events and then learning how to operate as a company have now started kind of following you you in a way of like doing some angel investments and now doing more venture investments um, in the tech you, sports you, space. Using the platform to take yeah, it to the next like level. Just like the influencer platform. Of course. You know? So you get uh, get better deal flow and then you also... Especially lacrosse, even, it's probably not super different than wine, which is they're both small yeah. by comparison to other things like rap or football or right. you know food, but the people that care about lacrosse are a nice demo. It's great. They're all like second screen audience. Yep. And, and I mean, I actually mean financially. financially. So when I think about business, yeah. I think about the kids that play lacrosse right now, and I think about the parents. Like that mom and dad, the affluence level is high. High. Just like wine. Yeah. It's just high. Yeah. You know, like lacrosse is not the, you know, is a sport that attracts a, an interesting income level. Yeah. And I think that actually in itself is a strategy in itself. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I've been doing. Well, so positionally from a business perspective, I have hard goods on shelves. Um, so, so what is that? Like my equipment and stuff uh, where I dig sporting goods and across like the... And how's that business? Retailers. It's pretty good. It's, it's not a massive, it's a $100 million market. It's not big in, in the sports world. We're trying, like the manufacturers are trying to figure out ways to, to grow it because our base from a youth standpoint is growing year to year. It's the only team sport that has year-to-year growth over the past decade. Every other team sport has Makes sense. Seen, it's easy It's easy when you start from zero. It is, but <laughs> hey, there are a lot of startups that like, don't grow. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. So we have like... Where are you, you know, I apologize for not knowing, where are you in, in, like what's going, you know, you want to hear something funny? My father-in-law was an early investor in the Long Island Lizards. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah, he sold his equity a lot, but that was like a while, like that started a while ago. It was a Sobe guy, right? Like it was the 16th year now. And so yeah. Got yeah, it. For, yeah, we, we rebranded to the New York Lizards, but I thought it was a smart, smart move. We've tried to like come in and play some pilot games at Randall's Island. Smart. Um, but unfortunately in like outdoor venues, you know, there's two challenges in pro leagues. Like if you're an outdoor sport, you have to keep the audience engaged over a two and a half hour time span, which is fucking hard. Um, versus like being in an arena and being able to blast music and like mm-hmm. drop Chipotle burritos. <laughs> You know, um, you and, then, and then you're also like prisoner to weather. So the two times we piloted in Randall's Island were like, so are you at Hofstra still? Sure at Hofstra. I'm from Garden City. Oh, cool. So I know like Lasore and Tom Garvey. Oh and yeah, those guys. So I went to Hopkins. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Buddies with both those guys. Actually doing a an event with Garvey in Australia. Oh shit. This off season. So awesome. we're in the middle of the season right now. We just it's like the most popular time of the year because the College Final Four just finished. Um, so a lot of eyeballs are on screen. And uh, and so that's like my time that I've been capitalizing. So going back to what I'm doing from an operating standpoint, I have equipment, 
Um, I launched a technology company, so I have an online instructional platform. So I paid. I have a, I have a paywall in front of content. It's fucking hard. Yeah, I'm sure you know. But it's been a really fun experience, like learning customer acquisition strategy and staying on it every day, um, and then looking at targeting, getting into events, or trying to merge what I'm doing in the digital media space with the physical world, um, and that is would live somewhere along the lines of like the Paul Regal experience in person. So bringing, you know, kind of tying all that together, um, and then the last part is is what I'm doing from an investment standpoint. So some of the companies that I've invested in and and I've advisors uh, that I've worked with. I've been out of school now for nine years. Um, my brother's out in San Francisco. And my other business partners in San Francisco. What's your bro do? He's uh, VP of Sales and Partnerships at Funding Circle. Mm-hmm. So we kind of back. He is interesting. He's grown there because we started a small business lending company in 2009 because we opened a bunch of gyms in 2008 when we graduated from school. We went to Dartmouth. Couldn't get any debt from a bank because it was like the pit of the economy. Tried to lever. Um, that project. Uh, so then we started a small business lending company, spun it out into uh, Funding Circle UK, acquired us, returned to Funding Circle USA. So that was like when I first learned like there's a different world equity converting yeah. over to another company. And so um, Funding Circle, then we started getting more interested. And, and then like locally, I have investments in Whistle Sports, League Apps, which is like an e commerce platform for sports organizers. So it's another tie in to what I'm doing in event space. Then um, Mainly like SaaS, fintech. I have a CPG. It's a company called Music. What is it? Headphone, like a smart headphone company. Yep. And that was more blind. And what kind of Twitter what kind of? And Spotify was were the lead back. I, I know that deal. Yeah, they're they're pretty interesting. They're interesting. I looked at them pretty hard. Uh, was it last CES or the year before? They're interesting. Yeah, it was last CES. Um, well, so let's reverse engineer. Okay. Like, what do you want to happen? Yeah. Like. Like in a, in a perfect world, in a decade, like how does what does it look like for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think because I think have... I think that's like, I you know I didn't even like I talk about it more now, but I, I'm stunned how how patient and how focused I've really like everything I've done has really been towards like if I'm gonna buy a very expensive sports franchise, all my behavior, including massively underselling this company knowingly a piece of it to Steven Ross because he was an NFL owner and that would be an important piece of the process. Right. Um, when, you, when you have the humility and patience to leave tens of millions of dollars on the table for what you believe in, yeah. like that's when you know you're fucking all in, right? So do you have a good sense? Is it more at this point like, you know, I want to be successful, I love the process, I love the game or is there something a little bit more specific? Yeah, so it's it's interesting, and I'm interested. In, I'm more interested in your advice as as someone that's that's been through the process and kind of in a way, like when you launched Vayner Media, you were you were you said yourself you're kind of like half in. Yes. And now you're CEO of the business. Yes. Again. Um, and that's kind of like what I'm doing. And that's why I haven't raised any money into the projects that I'm doing is because you're I tasting a lot of things. Going to an investor and say, "Hey, I have one hand behind my back because I'm also yeah. a professional athlete." Yes. So like, how much time? Training. How much time? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, how much practice training, like nutrition? Yes. You know, mental health, sports psychology, stuff like that. It takes about half a day, and then the other half of the day, I'm just working. And that's half a day every day. Every day. Yeah. Well, all year. Yeah, pretty much. And when do you guys play? We play What's on season? Saturdays. We're in the middle of the season right now. So we have practice tonight, tomorrow, and then we're flying down to Atlanta for an game. How's the, how's the league's health? It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. 
Um, is lacrosse emerging in other parts of the world, or is it where, yes. like, where is it strongest, or yeah. what's the state of the union? Yep. Yeah. So we have close to fifty sanctioned countries that can compete every four years in our FIL World Championships. Okay. So that's up like twenty percent each year, and so like, say like. That's the Olympics a, World. A that's ago. the Olympics World Cup. Yeah. A decade ago, there were nine teams competing. And now there's close to 50. So Nine as in like America versus Australia? Versus, exactly. Got it. And, and so we actually have qualified by Olympic standards to submit for the 2024 games. Interesting. And we did. You have to do it seven, at least seven years out. Um, but I think with the Olympics, the, what we're going to butt heads with is like their competitive nature clause, which is one of the reasons there are many why women's softball is no longer an Olympic sport, but one yeah. of them was just like America and Canada just kicked everyone's ass, and so it wasn't like the spirit of the games. I mean, is that right? Everyone that I know, thirty to nothing. Yeah, no, I know. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. There's got there's because it's still. I mean, the Olympics in its inception was it was like an amateur yeah. uh, set of games that were supposed to like exemplify spirit and like teamwork and right. leadership. So they still hold on to that a little bit, and I think right now it's still us in Canada. Lacrosse is Canada's national sport. I don't think they have. Because it's such a lacrosse is Canada's national, national sport. Is that where did it start? It started. Well, it's the oldest team sport in North America. So it started by the Native Americans playing. It's it's a really cool story that hasn't I don't think been told. That to me is what's most. You know, it's funny. I, when I I moved from Edison, New Jersey, to Hunterdon County, New Jersey, which in 1990, like my high school had a lacrosse team, and like it was like that, it was like that wrestling mm-hmm. lacrosse area closer to Pennsylvania like thing. It was like, I didn't even know, like I came into high school, I was like, well, I didn't even know, I never even heard, I mean, this is 1990. I never even heard the, and we're like, we're like legitimately, like it was a serious thing. So it's been on my radar for, it's been a, what's that? Those big ass box helmets. So my town, like kids are born with a stick in there. Well now, yes, that now, yeah. Even then. Yeah, and there's also like, a lot of people are trying to figure out how. You're 12 months is the greatest athletes in the world need to give you love. Yeah. They can easily put you on that pedestal. That's how it works. That's what happened with Neymar over this, his like tour. Dude, it's, it's how, dude, it's how, it's, that's yeah. how, that's how it works. Yeah. Like, it would be news across all sports genre. If I, like, the best part is you are that guy for your sport, it's just that people don't know. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah. You know, like, and they didn't know, like, soccer, like, it was only 15 years ago when they didn't know. Like, there, no kid in America 15 years ago would have known who Messi was. It wouldn't have happened. Yeah. It just wouldn't have happened. I know you got to run from uh, just. I just want you to let you know for, for the thought and like it, obviously all the work. I am all wholly comfortable and always do and like reciprocating and like I know right now, Paul. How can he reciprocate to Gary? But like I'm talking. I don't even think that way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. This is a marathon. That I care about. Not a marathon. It's just a marathon. People that I work with. Yeah, I'm super. I'm super vibing on this. Cool. Pleasure. Let you yeah. want to take a photo? You said. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, let's do a. Actually, it's. I've never. Oh, let's do a face swap. That's funny. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've never done a face swap. Uh, I've never good. done. All right, we have to both. There, it's this one. Which one? That. What? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. This, this is amazing. I've become much better looking. Make you, sure you use hashtag worse. Ask Gary V. <laughs> You've become way worse. I'm better.